Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. And our special guest is Oregon Arcist. Thank you. I he's gonna slaughter it. <laughs> I have so much trouble saying that. I can't say it now. I couldn't say it during it's the a interview. Tongue twister. Yeah, Oregon Arcist. Sorry, buddy. I I've been trying. Basically, it's, it's organic and anarchist. Right. Put them together. Which is like he explains that in the interview. Yes. Thanks. I know. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> It was a great talk with him, though. We sat down. He's basically a what we will call a closed-loop farmer, mm-hmm. better known as a homesteader. Oh, I want to try those <laughs> pickles. So he's pretty famous around the area for making it uh, as close to closed-loop as possible or continuing to grow that direction. Mm-hmm. So he does a lot of farming, including cannabis. He's got his own strain, calling it the Rip Cord. He put out the F1s, didn't he? We got the F1s. I think we got the... Did we get F1s? I believe so. Okay. Or were they the F2s that we got? I I thought it was the F2s. I'm not 100% because I got them at 420 and it was just a quick, here you go. Yeah, Um, which is too bad because it was too late in the season to pop them. So we're going to have to use those for... we're going to use them for next year and I think that we might do quite a bit of them next year. We should do at least half. Half? Of the pack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because that's what we did this year is we used half of everything that we have. So we still have some left for next year. And it seems that, you know, uh, the strains that we've been getting have been leaning more to the dark side, which is really cool. I think they're pretty. To the dark side. Regardless of, a lot of people say that the purples don't have as much punch. Good flavor. doesn't last, but doesn't have is the punch like of the game. So. I am your father. Whatever. I like I like growing it. So, But this one is a dark strain, too. Uh, dark I leaves. I think you'll catch that when you uh, edit this. And uh, so he's trying to keep his uh, seeds part of that closed loop. I guess he's offering those sometimes, occasionally. I'm curious how he does that. What do you mean? Like where he does, like we didn't get to see where he. I know, he didn't show us indoors. And I know he's got something going inside. He didn't show us the seeds. Now he admitted in the interview that he's always doing both. Like he's either going indoors and out or outdoors back in. So, But meaning where he does the seeds at too. Like does he go in? To a facility to do his seeds, his ripcord and stuff like that. Like, I wanted to see like where his because we saw just one of his male plants, but he has to have more than that to do the seed. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. I'm sure is indoor. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is I wonder that that would be cool to check that out because I've never seen that process as far as uh, breeding. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I've never seen the ends of breeding. Um, I well, know let me, that you let me explain it. They they get him. They take the plants and they put it in a proper mood. They get the music going. Is that why you're they, talking? They, in they a turn, sweet, sultry yeah, voice. They, okay. They turn down the lights, and Shh, they listening. they encourage the. They give him a nice feeding, light nutrients, <laughs> maybe a little bokashi top dressing, and they set the mood. They put and then they sprinkle it. They put. <laughs> They put the lights down and they set the mood and then they do their magic. No one knows what happens. They just put it. They close the door. (laughs) It's not a mystery. It's probably a paintbrush and a Ziploc. I know. I just, I just want to see the process. I don't like, not like that. Fucker. (laughs) Well, I'm saying so. I think the key to it is back crossing and taking the time to stabilize certain traits that you search for right that's really the separation or part of the separation between breeding and pollen chucking and i he describes it he he took this one quite far and he's gonna maybe look at f3s and fours on that yeah i just want to i don't know i've, I've seen farms mm-hmm. I, I think i just want to walk through of what it is to like see the geneticist side of it mm-hmm. i would just like i guess I, i'm i'm curious 
We should talk to Hermetic. Make yeah. that dude give us a tour. Yeah. How me? Isn't he close? Yeah. 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 He's at the same facility as HSO, I believe. But I don't know. He's been doing a lot of traveling. Oh. Uh, Esteban. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I hope everybody's in full swing um, outdoors. Uh, I know that, you know, Organ Arcist is. He's got yeah. some big, tall plants. I think he had some eight-foot poles that he was Fuck. pushing up there. But you should be in Those full swing. Those boxes look amazing, too. Like, the, he has the... Closed loop. That well, pallet box. Well, the pallet box, but also just the, the caging and stuff that he has all the way around it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty nice. Um, so it was all set up for him. I think it's just a permanent structure, which is ideal. Mm-hmm. My permanent structure is fabric, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's replaceable. <laughs> Yeah, I destroyed a couple fabric pots this year just because, I mean, I, I realized they're too small. And when they're small, they're a pain to deal with, honestly. Like that unless one that you, we uh, cut to transplant? Yeah, and unless oh, okay. you get, my recommendation is if you're going to use small ones, use a high quality one like a spring pot. Those with the rigid sides or the framework to them, they I are so much better. I advise not cutting those. No, don't cut them. You're going to get good <laughs> ones, but... They won't fold over and flap. One. It's just a pain in the ass. And the small ones, especially the ones with the handles, even they just, they're a pain. Weren't those the ones that we got from the uh, Indo Expo like three Probably. years ago? Yeah. yeah. And I'm so. They were, we got a whole bunch of freebie stuff, freebies of those bags, actually. They gave out a whole bunch of them. I'm straight going. If the fabric pots are going to be good from now on, yeah. like really good. I'm ta- talking the burner fabric, but just good, like the, like the Sequoia line, like the one we're using for mm-hmm. that fabric. Those are, are sick. But other than that, you know, Willow Billy, the man himself, kicked us down some freaking oh, containers. Man. That was super so, fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. And that was when we went out from a tour. This is a little spoiler for all y'all listeners. We did do a tour at Willow Billy, and we are shooting that out in the next week or two. Uh, that was on, fun. We need to go on their interview. and check yeah. out the... So listen for Willow Billy coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he kicked us down some, some fairly large plastic, uh, containers. So I think we're going to kind of mix the fabric with the plastic. And they only donated to us because of the fact that they are not using any pots whatsoever. They are doing in ground and that's, and, and I did snag out of just the the grower and he snagged what we like two or 300 gallons. They're hundred gallons. (laughs) (laughs) They're freaking massive. I was thinking if we didn't need them, you know, we could just make a tent out of them. Uh, Yeah, they're huge. (laughs) We could sew them together. (laughs) I I just, I'm trying to imagine hundred gallon pots in our yard. Uh, If we're doing four plants, (laughs) but. (laughs) I don't know even about that, but. Right. So we're down to like 12 now, though. A couple males that we're, I don't know if I'm getting rid of or if I'm going to pollen chuck. Hey, those Screw are pretty it. cool. I, I've never, like besides um, organ artists, mm-hmm. um, I have never seen a male plant. Okay. Uh, because it usually gets cut down before it gets the balls going. We usually call those bastards. Yes. Most of the time uh, they get pulled down before they get to that stage. But um, Letting a couple go. We have let a couple go, and it's actually kind of cool to watch it. Yes, they're separated. Don't yeah, no, they're, worry. Well, they're not all intermingled. No, with but the even then, ones. they can still pollinate them. As soon as they come out to mm-hmm. the point, I'm going to move them inside. Yeah, we're and planning on then we'll collect care of them. pollen and get rid of those bastards. Yep. But this will be my. We have a really fun blowtorch. Like we could after we <laughs> take so those. Brutal. We could, but they're fun. That thing was fun. I got to light the fire last night. That was fun. The I fun, think I might light the fire again tonight. <laughs> the fun I've had with the male plants is that they, I don't have to like baby them. I can just put them off in the corner and be like, hey, screw you, man. By the way, the wind blew one of them over and I asked him when he's going to get rid of it because <laughs> this thing is straight up leaning. Lane. It is like, hey, ladies, like it's leaning towards the female plants. Like you think the people lean to dance no this thing is lean further <laughs> it stayed it. exactly the same but guess what it is growing like a motherfucker well i'm glad you brought this up because here's the deal here this is to prove that no matter how good you get over the years growing cannabis some shit will always screw you up and make you have a zeros of the farm moment mm-hmm. i you know we, i've been doing really well this year keeping everything on point my ipm my watering my nutrients the mm-hmm. whole nine right and I think I'm getting the basics nailed <laughs> finally in this in this particular environment here, our our death zone yeah. backyard. Uh, but 
I think I've got it all on point. And then, you know, we go, we go through the rust and, and, uh, uh, what, what the fuck? Oh, oh. And the windstorm. Yeah. And I had not had them supported yet. Now that is the biggest rookie move you can make. Yeah. I mean, you just, everybody, I'm looking at IG flicking through, you know, pages that are scrogged out and they got the 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 netting and got trellis and they got the framework and i'm scrolling through all this mine are just in the backyard freely (laughs) balling now i do run silica so you know and i've been running silica hard i'll use that as my ph up so anytime i can snag an opportunity to have to use ph up quote unquote I'll throw in silica mm-hmm. because that gives them the dose of silica. That's where I be. That's where I'm a hybrid farmer. I'll I'll straight up use all the organics from Grow Science, but I'll throw in that silica, and uh, that kind of takes the organic uh, out, out of, of it. it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just really good. They use it on on food crops. It, mm-hmm. It's really ideal for making your plants strong. Case in point, what I'm talking about with this windstorm came through in the afternoon. Wasn't that wedding cake? <laughs> Yeah, well, let me get there. So okay. I'm sitting in the house and I hear the chimes, blah, 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 and it's not occurring to my high ass <laughs> that the wind is beating the shit out of our wind chimes. Oh, those are pretty. Which is our first That's alert. That's a really pretty noise. <laughs> <laughs> I can it's, only imagine this It's our first alert to get out and make sure the plants are okay. And I just, and I get up back and the wind is blowing them over at 90 degrees. They are laying over. Over, not not to like forty five lean, not like a a, a a syrup lean. We're talking ninety, and it really freaked me out. So I went out there and put some. I got these stakes in. I did not have any cages, any nah, trellis that's before we got them. That's right. Yeah. So I'm putting stakes in, trying to get them at least supported on the main branch. And uh, the wedding cake, it literally had just laid over. <laughs> and here's the deal: if you're growing outside. With cocoa, which is what we're doing with that Gaia. Shout out to Good Organics, that Gaia soil. Best shit ever. Yeah. Half uh, part cocoa, part peat, part pumice. All right. Well, it's a little airier than soil. And keep this in mind. It's really great for beginners and intermediates because you can't really overwater as as easy, but you do need to water more. Yeah. And But it also does, the roots have they don't have as much solidity to hold on to. Right. And so when it topped that wedding cake over, it just stayed laid over, kind of broke some roots. And I'm like, ah, shit. So I staked it up. It's fine. It's it's a, it's hulky ass fucking roots now. Nonetheless, they're all, they're all caged now. Let's just say with all that in mind, that male is still laid at 90 degrees. Oh, okay. (laughs) And still growing yes. strong. That's what's funny. You're about like my point ma- was. Yeah. No. Well, I didn't. Do, I just let that one go. I'm like, screw you, you dumb, stupid male. So, it fell. It was over like that, and I just let it go. And so now it's just straight up growing like I bent it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It's all it looks got like the it. tops going and stuff. I'm like, you would have been perfect if you would have, you know, if it would have been, been a female. female. Bitch. But I'm not gonna touch that bastard. And that's I love it. I can abuse those things. And what's funny is those males are always flexing. Yeah. I was off in the corner like, oh, fuck you. I'll take anything. <laughs> Look, got some russets. I'll brush them off my shoulder, son. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, I hope everybody's in full swing. You should have had to top. We're topped off at like four times now on the banner, yeah. on the wedding yeah, cake. we had two with that banner. So we're four <clears throat> times deep on those, three times on the other ones. Most people like to take it to four, but three is going to be fine one actually went into flower and i think that was mm-hmm. a i want to say it was the in utero i think from and it's not the, the genetics it was my fault i yeah was... i was putting them out a little early and pushing it so i could sex them but i pushed that one i think i pissed it off so yeah she said, well fuck you she i'm gonna bloomed. start just blooming now i'm gonna tell everybody it's an auto flower <laughs> <laughs> it's not a flower i did that on purpose it's an auto flower screw you that's on purpose <laughs> So, see, mistakes, zeros of the farm. So, so, anyway, we had a ton of fun out there, and we just, thank you, sir, Uh, the big-ass rabbits, those Mm -hmm. big old flexing rabbits, and his sick-ass watering system. I wish we had. Uh, It was a great time. That clawfoot tub surrounded by red-hot pokers. That (laughs) That was pretty awesome. 
And so we talk, we do talk a little bit about the uh, uh, closed loop, but we do talk about the rib cord, which is pretty interesting where it comes from and how he stabilized it, how much work's gone into it. And he's a hilarious guy. Mm-hmm. Friggin' hilarious. I see him all the time. He's so we cool. kind of both met him similar. I met him through IG as usual, and you met him through. I met him through work, but we, okay, long story short, we were rafting down the river. Oh, I... only you and I. And I remember this. Now. Yes. And Do you it was remember only, this, John? <laughs> it was only you and I, and it was him going down in Tahiti, and we were both smoking a joint, and we both put it down at the same time and looked at each other. <laughs> like, oh, no, who's this? And then we saw who it was, and we put it back up to our mouth <laughs> and continued rowing <laughs> because we saw that it was him. We basically rowed the rest of the river down with him because he was about as fast as it was him and his lady at the time, lady friend. Um, and so we all rode down the river basically all in a line because they were going the same speed as us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd get a little in front of us sometimes. But at the end, we end up getting out and he comes and gives us a handful of weed. Like, here you go. <laughs> I'll see you at Talent Health Club soon, but here's some weed. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> and so He's always that was, been generous like that. That though. was like, yeah, he's a very generous person. He's a very uh, giving person. And he's just he's just really very nice. He, he really is. And so... Um, and that was the first time you had met him. I had only met him a couple times before, but when I saw him on the river was like the most distinct moment. Like, hey, I've seen this guy a lot at work. Now here he is on the river again. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just kind of like the start of seeing people that I, you know, people that I bud tend out <laughs> and about. <laughs> I, and I don't know if you remember, but, you know, this is the kind of things that we like talking about with him. I remember talking about you can't grow crack from seed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the CBD backstrap, the deer backstrap? Oh God! Or how high were we? <laughs> yeah, it was it was hilarious. When I was editing, I couldn't stop laughing. So um, I was it, wondering what you were giggling about. Yeah, good stuff. So hopefully, you enjoy this. Um, it was it was a nice conversation. So yeah, it was. Anyway, we, we kind of th- got a little off topic there for a little while, but you know that tends to happen when you're us. Well, it was great because we're out in the backyard and yeah, we're sitting there smoking bowl and he's joints and drinking a, a bong. And and <laughs> he had some IPA. I think it was IPA. Alphadelic. Something like that, yeah. And he had his bong with a Monte glass with, I don't remember who the who the bowl piece was from. He he gave me that, all we we're missing is like a Jamie there because he gave me that real Joe Rogan feel. Right. Drinking or a smoke. And I just kind of just had that. Right. Except that, you know. He was trying to stack about 1.2 million less listeners <laughs> <laughs> and about so, 1.2 million less dollars. Hey, nah, <laughs> we've got a lot of loyal listeners. They rock. And it's awesome that they, they waited for our break. So uh, yes, they did. They, they loyal listeners. They stuck with us. Yep. So here it is. Organ artist. I, I like that little slight corner look like, hello, help me. <laughs> here it is. Organ artist. Ah, you got it. <laughs> and enjoy. Thank you. Organ love. Organ love. <laughs> Welcome yes. to the show. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. And, and so just curious, man, where'd the name come from? So um, so it's, uh, it's a combination of organic and anarchist. So uh, the organic part is obvious. I think that's important. And then the anarchist part is... You know, I don't really believe in a central government uh, that has ever worked, so kind of feeling that way. So my friend uh, Brian Martin, uh, Snoop's a thousand words on Insta, um, is uh, he? He said he named me that. He gave me that name, and this is like years back when I lived in Florida, like before I even started like really doing this at this level. Like he was like, "That's who you are," and I was like, "Dude, that's awesome!" Like, Hell yeah. I, that's so an it, and yeah. So organarchist is like. It's a made-up word from my friend Brian. <laughs> Sweet. Yep. Well, it looks like you're kind of killing it in the grow game, <laughs> and you're growing. You're growing everything from cannabis to, <clears throat> excuse me, vegetables, uh, fruits. I guess you got fruit trees yeah, out here. Know. We're on location right now with him in his. Uh, I guess your backyard. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's more like a back <laughs> few Mountain. acres. Yeah. Yeah. There's Grizzly Peak right there. <laughs> But yeah, my little Garden said. of Eden, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and we were going to talk about uh, closed loop farming today. But before we get into that, I know that you got yourself uh, your own strain, basically. Yeah, man. I've the been, ripcord. Um, you want to yeah, talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> we can go as long and as hard into the breeding thing as as you want. But, um, but yeah, like 
I'm, I love breeding cannabis. Like I love the mystery of it. I love having to wait to see what comes of it. I, it's so romantic to me. I love this plant. And for me, like breeding and selecting really piqued my curiosity, like pumping out a whole room of cuts. Like that's dope, but I just don't get the same like tingle in my heart and spirit as I do when I'm like trying to figure out how to breed for a specific terpene profile or a certain structure or, you know, it, it's, it's so rewarding to me. So that's, that's why the breeding. Um, and I got into doing breeding uh, when I was like a young kid because we couldn't get seeds. Like we, we didn't have, like, we couldn't get seeds. Like it would have to come from like, you know, brickweed or the best, whatever we had. And that was all Hermie and like, we didn't, we didn't have access to seeds. So we had to like do this ourselves and make these selections and try and come up with something that we wanted to smoke. Um, just out of necessity, really. Right. You know, now it's just gourmet because it's legal. So like as you're breeding and doing a whole closet full of seeds and you're like, all right, I'm not getting any weed for this. And I can't tell anyone I'm doing this and I can't sell any of these seeds, but I need these seeds. It's like, it's a pretty lonely process, you know? So I think I might be tapping into like how lonely that was and then like making it so fun and being able to share it with so many people. Right. I think I'm kind of, I might be like working through that, you know, from an emotional standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, seriously though, but yeah, I, I love this plant. It's like, uh, it's like my partner, you know, it's like, hell yeah. So we've been, been together for a while. <laughs> yeah. We saw the mail up front. <laughs> yeah, you got a beautiful male up front there that's Thanks. just chilling out there, just hanging out like yeah, the study is. Yeah, just testing it out. You know, like let's see how tough you are, homie. Like hell yeah. yeah. Let's see if you can live outside here in Oregon. You know, you know, no shade cloth, no greenhouse, nothing. Like beat you up a little bit. He is stout looking too. He is killing it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm into yeah. it. I don't. There's probably going to be rip claw coming soon. Rip you know? claw. I like yeah. that. Yeah, rip cord <laughs> times bear claws. Hell That's yeah. probably going to happen. So. so did you have intentions of, of, you know, basically coming up with the ripcord or was that something that just happened because you've been growing for a while? It was it's a it's a cool story. Um, like the whole reason, the whole reason for ripcord, like the whole reason that I'm doing the project <laughs> is so that you can pop a pack of beans and everything is gas. There's like no jack terps whatsoever because I had... There were so many times where I even swooped cuts that were like supposed to be fire. Like, oh, this is Gorilla Glue 4. This is that gas. And I would pop it. It was like, I would fucking, it'd be Gorilla Glue 11 and it would be like bananas and Jack's Terps. And I was like so disappointed. Mm -hmm. So like the Ripcord project was about making something that like every single thing is fucking gas. And, and if it's not total gas, it's like cream and nail polish. It's like nasty chemical, like we used to call it drug smell back in the day. We didn't call it gas. We didn't know what we were like, Oh, this got that drug smell. So I'm the whole purpose of that ripcord project is to like make drug smell every time. So if you have like a closet grow for like the average guy that doesn't want to like hunt through Hermie packs of like all this hype shit and, and, and all that shit, like you can pop a pack and have like find really unique traits, but it's all within a certain homogeny. Like it's going to be, within this group you know so sure. that was the whole point of the project and that's why i took it to f2s because and i didn't even release f1 beans at all to anyone except a couple tester homies around the around the way but um that's why i only released f2s is because i was like the whole point of the project is if you're gonna pop these packs you're gonna get this gas you know yeah 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 <clears throat> do you think you're gonna keep breeding oh man yeah totally i'd I think, you know, when I have free time and I sit around and I think about what I'm going to do next, I mean, I've already put all of my favorite weed into one genotype. Like, I've already done, like, that's already handled. So now I think maybe F3s, mm -hmm. you know, and then, you know, select cuts and release cuts. You know, I think this line is worthy of, like, I don't need to go outside of it to the point where if I hit it with any other shit, I think it's going to fuck it up. Like, it's already got the progeny um, in there. I don't need to add anything because I'm going to end up having to breed that shit out. Yeah. Is the way I'm looking at it. Um, so I think maybe F3s and I think I'm going to go like full mutant. I'm going to find like the craziest mm -hmm. fucking male 
and uh, just make it the weirdest shit, you know, just like shit looks like kale you can grow in your front yard. It's just like the fireest gas. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and I pre, I, I like pretty strains like that. Um, yours, weren't you saying that it duck foots after you flip it? Oh, I, every, almost every one. And that can't, that comes from, uh, so the male that I selected, um, shout out to Cookie Maine, you know, Captain's Connection, because yeah. that's the male. Um, it's a funny story how I found that mail. I, I was, you know, I, I popped a bunch of blissful wizard beans that I got from cookie Maine and, uh, and I found a couple males in there and I was like, all right, well this mail, like I'm throwing it out. And then there was this one, I was like, well, I'm going to put you in the compost, you know, I'm just going to, and like planted it in the compost. Like I didn't throw it in. I, I kind of like planted it in there. I was like, well, that's what happens. That thing fucking blew up. <laughs> it, and, and it was like, homie, you know, so it's like right around the corner, right there, right next to the females, flexing. I was like, I am hitting my shit with this. <laughs> so, like, that's how the pollen came about for Ripcord. The genetics for the Sour Master Chem, that is the mother to Ripcord, is uh, that came from. I can't. I don't know if he's going to want to be mentioned. So I'm going to come. Up, I'm going to call him. Uh, we'll call him George, for the sake of argument. Mm -hmm. So through this guy george who's been growing and breeding cannabis in the valley for so long like clandestine like gas breeder grower guy he's the one who actually made the sour master chem and he uh my friend amani you know amani Summerday, he was like hey here's a pollinated branch of the gassiest shit i've ever seen you're going to want to breed with this and uh that was right around the time where i was frustrated with the fucking banana jack terps coming out of my shit and i was like fuck this and he knew because we're homies and he was like here's straight gas a top to bottom and uh i was like oh so i pheno hunted those beans back crossed it did all the work to get those plants and uh re-vegged the keepers and that's what i hit with the um blissful wizard pollen and that's how sour uh that's how ripcord one F f1 became nice. and then i grew all that out selected uh, and then that's how Ripcord F2 came out. So Nice. Yeah. So Ripcord F1 was bred outside in the Oregon sunshine. Hell wow. yeah. In a compost pile. Locally grown. Locally grown. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's what's up. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it's uh, taking on some traits that are, you know, uh, unique to this region then, hopefully. That's, I, I think it's cool to, um, I, so I go in indoors in the winter and I go outdoor in the uh, summer. So whatever I'm doing outside is going to go inside. Whatever I'm doing inside is eventually going to go outside. Yeah. Like I, I move them in and out. I'm not a, like back in the day, people would be like, Oh my God, you took outdoor plants and brought them into your indoor in your sterile environment. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's not sterile. And, um, it's like barely an environment. Like it's, it's like that shit does not matter. If you're not doing commercial grows, I would not say like do a jungle boys warehouse and bring in a bunch of cuts from outside. I'm not saying this, this is like small time, like, you know, craft cannabis stuff. Mm -hmm. And when you can pay attention to the soil biology and each plant, you're not going to have to worry about that. But if you have a warehouse full of monocropped cuts, you're pretty much fucked with this tax. I right. wouldn't recommend it. So I'm not saying this is scalable. This just works for the goal. And the goal is to breed gas and be able to smoke that shit. You know? And where would we find your seeds? Um, I just basically slang them off my page, you okay. know, off Organicist, you know, that's, you know, that's where you can get seeds. Okay. And, uh, you know, I've just been selling them like that. I'm, there's been a couple of seed banks that have sold seeds for me or whatever, but it's like this, it's like, I understand, like, if you can come right to me and get them for $50 a pack, like, like, why would you go to them to get them for $60 a pack right. or 75 or a hundred? And you, they have like, you know. 160 followers or something and like you right. know what i mean it's like right. it's tough you know so for you know the seed banks that are coming up and shit that's that's challenging but i'm i'm down to support up and coming seed banks like for sure bean oh, brothers yeah. they're cool as fuck um, they've been with me since day one and i put them on to some cats that really know how to put their shit together and so yeah it's a cool community you yeah know? I, I really like being able to come out of the fucking closet literally like yeah. out of the fucking grow room and be yep. like look <laughs> you like it that's it's been in a new. closet for, for yeah. years it's, for decades it's, it's new yeah i yep. yeah it's that's new so i'm into it you i know? remember when i grew a plant out of our closet one time 
Yeah, it's. Yep. I think we've all been there if you've yep. been in this game long enough. Didn't uh, you do it on a balcony one time and you had to well, I, cut I, it? And I did. I did it on a balcony and I didn't top it. So I, that thing, you know, I grew it up and bent it down and it'd grow up again. I'd bend it down and it just looked like this long accordion. <laughs> that thing was so tall by the time I got, I mean... When I got it indoors to cut it up, it was so so long. And this is back in the day when, like, all we had to really grow was sativas. Yeah. So it was like, Extra unless long. you had the plug, everything was moving. Yeah. You know? Well, 99% so, of people didn't know what the hell they were selling. Or, well, you couldn't <laughs> get it. You yeah. know? The yeah. people, like, you didn't, like, Steve wasn't telling you he's got the roadkill skunk cut, you know, from mm -hmm. Cletus. From a hunting trip they went on. I haven't heard that. In I mean, a I just saw. So for me, like I, this all happened for me in North Carolina. Like this is North Carolina is where I did all my breeding, and it's incredibly fucking illegal there. Oh so yeah, my mom lives in North from, Carolina. Shout out to my mama. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, I was getting well, not cuts. I was getting like seeded weed from people that had fire, and we had two different kinds of weed back then. There was a uh, skunk bud and purple bud, and like that was it. So if you can get some skunk bud seeds. Oh shit, man! You're talking like the skunk number one. Yeah, OG like that style. real, like yeah. literal, like it smelled like, it, like exactly yeah. like skunk spray. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like a little kid, like breeding in my parents' house and shit, in like a shoebox basically, like not like a little gunny box or whatever. And uh, my mom was like, "Our cat, you know, I, I don't understand it, but I, I feel like I think it's peeing in your room." And I'm really worried because he never does this. And I feel like he's sick. She wasn't mad. She was like really worried. She was like, I think Hobie is peeing in your bedroom. And I, I'm worried about him. I think he might be sick. And so I was you like, had the old school cat like, piss strain. Yeah, exactly. Ah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was like that much cat piss to where my mom like made me feel bad about it. And I had to get all that shit out of the house. I was like, she's worried about our cat. You know, she's going to put are the causing cat down. Problems, you know, like when drugs cause problems, you got to yeah. make some moves. You know? And drugs are causing anxiety. Mom, my there's mom. not a skunk living in my room. It's I like, promise. mom, smoke this and you won't care about Everything that smell anymore. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that took years. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. When, when, when did you start in the game, so to speak? I mean, when were you experimenting or... Like you're probably smoking before you were uh, growing, right? Or man, it, that's a fun. I'm so glad you asked this question because uh, it's actually like a kind of a fucking funny story, man. How this all happened, um, and I've, I've been thinking about it. I had the feeling this was going to come up, so I was like, "Okay, all right, how am I going to tell this story?" So I was into skateboarding only when I was a kid. Like when I was like 15. Um, years old I, I was, all i cared about was skateboarding that's it and anything that made me a better skateboarder i wanted and anything that made me a worse skateboarder i didn't want but the older kids were badass skateboarders and they all smoked weed my parents called them the druggies you know and they would hang out at the druggy spot and i lived close to the druggy spot it was like a dope ass spot there's some duck ponds it, did, it was very low it was not druggy yes it was beautiful like they knew they were smoking pot <laughs> yeah they went down to the duck ponds to smoke weed and go skate but I was programmed to say that those are the druggy kids and that's not going to make you build a skate well and everything else. So, but I did want their respect. As a young kid, I was like, I want to be cool with the fucking badass skaters, you know, the older kids. <clears throat> so I knew they smoked pot because I had smelled it and I, I knew I'd smelled pot. I kind of knew what it was. I had never smoked it. And uh, so I'm in art class and this new kid had moved to our uh, school and he was from Canada and he loved my rapidograph pens. I had this set of pens that was just amazing. And um, so he was like, I want one of those pens. And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, of course you want a pen. He's like, what do you want for one? I was like, nothing you have. Like, I don't want money. <laughs> like, I'd like my pen. Like, I want something that's more valuable than money. I, like, I can mow the lawn and get money. So he breaks out a, a little bag of weed, right? He's like, how about this? And it was like bright green. It was the fire. <laughs> it turns out his dad from Canada grew weed in Canada and came down to New York where I was living at the time and grew indoor. This was fucking fire ass indoor nub. Here's the pen. I was like, <laughs> I, I know. I was like, this is way more. I'll get 50 of those pens. You can't get this. So <laughs> I, I'm sitting around some tennis courts and some kids are like, they're like hanging out talking and stuff and i was like hey what's up and they're like get the fuck out of here you little punk and i was like yeah but watch this uh so i brought a little piece of it you know i didn't bring all of it because i knew they'd rob me and uh i brought a little piece and they snatched it out of my hand they're like the fuck do you get this and i was like that's my shit you know and they were like 
packed it up and it would, I didn't even smoke it. Like I was like, looked like I did and I didn't even care. They all got so fucking high. This is indoor in like, you know, 87 or something. And they were just like, I was like in. So I got home and I was like, well, where the fuck am I going to get more of this shit? So I break open the weed and I'm just like looking at it, like what's weed and seeds come out. And I was like, there's seed. So I popped beans 15 years old before I even smoked weed. I was popping beans and uh, that's how it all started right there. And I just didn't ever stop. Like I got in trouble so bad. So I did stop a little bit, but that's where it all started. Where does a 15 year old grow? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. Terrariums. (laughs) Yeah. So it, which, okay. So I never thought how I would get the weed out because I had never seen weed plants. I had no idea. I'm 15 years old. Mind blown. I was like, the drug bag came with seeds. If I can grow this, I can bring more of this to the cool skateboard kids and they'll take me on cool skateboarding trips and listen to cool skateboarding music and <laughs> like me and stuff, you know? Because it's always, you know, the older skateboarding kids are always super cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's how it all started was really to be cool with older skateboarding kids. Yeah. If you really yeah. think about it. And that drugs come with seeds. Yeah. If you buy a crack rock, it's not going to come to seeds. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it was, you see what I'm saying? Like, that was great. It's just I'm like sorry. that. You know what That's I mean? That's funny. It seems like, I was like, this is Look, okay. It's a little crack rock. I was like, yeah, there's like, plant that shit. Yeah, you can't plant crack rocks. <laughs> oh, that was great. As far as I know. You're like, can you? Leave it in the comments if you can plant crack rocks. <laughs> Please don't do. talk about coke plants. I'm talking about, you know. <laughs> we know coke can mm-hmm. be reproduced. Yeah. Please yeah, do so not that. try this at home. This is for educational purposes only. You yeah. cannot grow yeah, right, totally. yeah. So then it was all about, like, where the fuck am I going to get seeds? Because then I found out that there were male and female plants. I'd grow a plant and be like, oh, I can't wait. And I'm like, what the fuck? What are these? Then I got the Robert Connell Clark's book of cannabis. Uh, cultivation. I think it was like the cannabis Bible, basically. Um, and it was Robert Connell Clark. And it re- basically went through everything I needed to know about cannabis. The book was finally accessible. Like, I got it in a uh, bookstore in New York City. It was like, you know, a clandestine illegal bookstore. Like, it was like sketchy to even sell these books or buy them back then. Like, if you bought a cannabis book, like, they were looking at your ass, you know? So it was sketchy. So um, I just read that book cover to cover like six times. When oh, you were yeah. when you were fifteen, when I was like nineteen, oh, okay. I think is when it came out. Yeah. yeah. Were you pretty much a gorilla grower though? Like, did you do it out out in the wilderness, so to speak? Yeah, t- terribly not successfully. Yeah. By the way, I yeah. want to make sure that everyone is clear. I was completely blowing it as I was growing it and learning it to getting to know it. That could be a rap song. See what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> I, I made I had to make all those mistakes back then but the thing that sucked is when you make mistakes when it's super illegal it really hits home hard so you make mistakes and like you really already spent that money kinda and like when you're younger typically you're more broke than when you're older right so you're young you ain't got no money your weed is shit and everything <laughs> yeah. fucking sucks yeah. you know like you're not going on dead tour slanging like with yep. a couple ounces, right. you know, because right. eighths could be $75 in sure. the lot. Sure, Like, yeah. you can make, you can just pay for your next show, everything. Like, we used to do all kinds of crazy Isn't shit. Isn't it hilarious how people complain and bitch about the prices now when we used to pay that? For dirt. We paid, We'd be hyped I remember for dirt. we paid 60 bucks for not very, you know, very good quality stuff. It's like, really? Really? Compared to yeah, now? Yeah, we got it made right now. Yeah, but there's a yeah. lot of boof out there. Like, you know, when people talk about, like, I hear a lot of the old people talk about cannabis. They're like, well, it's been like spliced and modified to where it's like highly potent and stuff. It's like, well, if you like, there have been people that have analyzed like tie sticks and some of the Colombian gold and shit. And some of that shit hit like 30% THC. Holy shit, yeah. Anyway. So like th- this shit's been around. This is how, this is where we get these genetics. You know, it's got to come from somewhere. Right. So it's in there. So we just, have redefined some stuff on some aspects when you work with a plant for over 2000 years um you're gonna have some lovely varieties well and and that's yeah that's a good point you bring up is that i think excuse me just like and i don't this is controversial but i think that like mushrooms 
uh, cannabis, we've been in cahoots with it for, like you said, 2000 plus years. And, you know, it's, it, we've, we've had just as much effect on it, on its evolution, I think, as it's had on, on ours. Absolutely. Well, you can get into like the endocannabinoid system. Endo meaning inside of us, cannabinoid meaning pot stuff, <laughs> system meaning that it was works. Scientific. That was scientific mic drop. I like to <laughs> see what I'm saying. I like to take it and be like, okay, endocannabinoid system. Like that could be difficult to digest. It's, it's not really. Well, there it is. There's yeah, like your reader's was... digest of how this shit's <laughs> inside of us. And one of my favorite things is like when people are talking about like why CBD is like a miracle cure and shit. <clears throat> it's not I, like I don't believe it's a miracle cure. I think it's we just have been deprived of it, uh-huh. so we're sick because of the deprivation. So when we have it, we are able to reach homeostasis because the deer ate wild cannabis for millennia, possibly. You know, we don't really know how long. And then we would eat the deer, and the CBD would be inside the deer, and we would eat the deer, and we'd have CBD deer meat. Yeah. That sounds dank as fuck. Well, <laughs> CBD backstrap. <laughs> up in my life man. right so that's what i'm saying so why does that sound dope to me probably because that shit i need that it's true you know? and that, and that's it, you, you're right on point with that uh that's how i feel is it it's and we've talked about this with other people on the show before uh jason and anthony both uh have degrees in this and and it's the same they're in agreement too that um we have a deficiency yeah we basically right. have brought it all all our food is deficient in it now and then to boot, you know, the big prohibition with cannabis across the world, really, over the, the decades. And then uh, now that we're using it, no wonder it has so much medicinal value. And it covers so many things because, <coughs> of course, it's putting you back to homeostasis. So. That's the word. Yeah, man. And, and that's, to me, homeostasis, that's the word. Like, if you're not in homeostasis, then you're dealing with challenges. It's right. the definition of it. It's very, it's like simple. So if we have a deficiency... It's just like maybe like it may it could be as simple as like when you don't have vitamin C enough you get scurvy, so maybe everyone has this undiagnosed lack of CBD disease that CBD actually cures you of because it's just a lack of CBD. Yeah. It's not a lack of iron or you know all these other things, and then then you get into like the connection to the gut biome with CBD and how it like is kind of like anti pathogen anti parasitic properties i mean it, the list goes on it, you know with that said let's uh let's get into some science on this uh closed loop agriculture closed loop farming um what is it and how, how do we apply it all right so that so closed loop um agriculture I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this and and not step on toes and and not sound like anything that I'm not. Um, So I'm going to start with this. Like, this is about an acre of rented property. Um, I don't own this property. I just have an amazing relationship with this family who's completely agricultural based. So I moved to a place where the people that own it and I pay directly to them, they are agricultural people. So they get it. So when they see my plants healthy, they have a feeling of happiness. It's not a feeling of curiosity or fear or any of these weird things like, oh, are you allowed to grow that? And what is that? And there's none of that. So when they see the growth, it enriches their life as well. So it's a symbiotic relationship. That's the key. So and then the next step is to like figure out how to make every single thing for free, every single thing for free. Because it's totally possible. Um, once you have the container, then you can build systems that are going to eventually pay for themselves. And you can figure out how long it's going to take, if it's successful, for those um, different things to uh, pay for themselves. And then it's about diversifying into many different things. And then settling into the things that are the most successful um, to be able to further projects that you don't know are going to be successful yet. That's basically what it what closed loop is to me is if I need something, I have to figure out a way to produce it on my own or I have to figure out a way to circumvent the need for that and find a different way to solve that problem. So um, so basically, you know, as far as the food thing goes, I mean, we eat food every day. So let me I'll go with this one. Here's the simple thing. Every single human being being needs these things. Food, water, shelter. 
every single day, basically. Sometimes you don't have to eat food if you have water, but I don't want to get into the fucking details of this shit. <laughs> we all fucking, I'm talking about food, water, shelter. That's it. Who talks about food, water, shelter? Typically farmers. I don't really hear politicians talking about food, water, and shelter. That's our number one thing. If we all had food, water, and shelter, we wouldn't have to little Picassos so would pop out of the most inhumane places because they were nurtured. Um, so that's where my whole heart and spirit and all my work goes back to is food, water, and shelter. And then closing the loops on those things. So, so as far as the food, <clears throat> um, you know, I raise animals because I don't have enough room to grow enough beans to have the protein that I would need to survive. So as far as what I have, if I had pastures and fields and I could grow fava beans and a diverse type of like protein rich beans and I had tractors and grain silos, and I just don't have, you know, a million dollars to set up like a way to have a closed loop vegetarian or vegan lifestyle. Right. I, I can't think of how I could ever do it on an acre. And, uh, but if I, you know, if I could, I might go into that. But so I raise animals. So I raise rabbits. Um, they're qu super quick turnaround. They're adorable. And they provide pelts, organs, and, um, and meat and bones and bone broth. I'm sorry. I just, you said that in the same sentence. They're, they're adorable and they provide meat. <laughs> dude, that's how it. Okay, so so here's why. Okay, so, dude, I, I now, know how I weird that. Okay, I get it. Okay, I get it. Like, man, it's it's not easy to like shoot a, an adorable snuggler. Like, so you, you go from like a couple days ago, you're like, ooh, my little baby, and it, oh, it seems like it, and you're like, oh, and then it's like, all right, you know, but man here's the thing there's like a hardening off that happens with it and at this point like i'm still i still have the love and the compassion for the rabbits and i love them and like so it's like when you think about like killing something people think like oh we kill our enemies you know like but they're not my enemies but uh, we've been farming for decades and that's what a lot of people don't like those people that have just had food handed to them, they haven't realized that that has been the thing is raising your own cattle and then having to slaughter the cattle in the end because the family's got to eat still. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, not everyone has to do it. We have trucks and we have restaurants. We have all this stuff. Yes. Um, and believe me, I'm not calling out anyone for their lifestyle. Um, I choose this lifestyle because I have, work that I'm doing on this planet that is my own personal work, you know, that right. I want to do. And this is a way to support my ideals and my work. Like, I love the feeling of there's no way that I could starve. For some reason, like, I'm, that makes me real happy. And I'm kind of being facetious, but it's kind of like, it's like super fucking true. Like, if you know for a fact, like, that you're not going to go hungry, there is a, a, a level of peace that comes from that. Yeah, that's not facetious. That's, and yeah, that that's level, comfort. Just the way I said it. But, uh, <laughs> but, but that level of peace, it, we share that with others in our interactions. So when we go into a social interaction without fear, and we're like, if you're afraid like where your next meal is going to come from, holy fucking shit. And then you interact with people with that fear perspective, like it's going onto them. So I was like, I don't want to be that guy. No hate and no judgment for the people that are in that situation. I get it. Um, it's just that I, this is a way to get away from that possibility for myself. Yes. You know, so I'm in abundance. And then furthermore, if I meet someone who's hungry, I can easily give them food for free. Yeah. That's no problem, dude. And then rich people, I can charge them high prices for this shit because it's like totally fucking exactly what they want to tell their friends they eat. Not no more. <laughs> we, we just let your secret out. Well, it's not, see, I, I'm no, not I'm trying to, joking. no, no, joking. but I know you're joking, but, but it's, but it's funny that, you know, there's always a little truth in the, every joke, you know, and, um, you know, the, the joke is, is like, you know, if I get my way, I'll never be able to sell vegetables or eggs or weed or food or any, any water, nothing. I'll never be able to sell it again because it's become ubiquitous. That's my goal. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it buy my shit until you don't have to buy my shit. And I then, didn't know your yeah. bunnies were out roaming around until have, just now. Yeah, I have one free ridge. Bunny. Henry Kissinger. Okay. Well, yeah. hi, Henry Kissinger. They don't know how good they have it until they don't have it. 
That, well, they don't know then either. It's fucking, <laughs> that boy's got it dangerous as fuck, man. The predators come around here looking for his ass, man. He's a boss. I've he's had a plenty. big bunny. Oh, man, he, he'll fuck some shit up, dude. So, and I guess cannabis could be a big part of closed-loop farming uh, because you could use it for other things besides just just medicine. Be It'd cover a lot of your medicine. But, you know, uh, I, I imagine if you had the right equipment and stuff, you could make your own rope and... Whatever. Well, even like now that we have like an economic system, like of capitalism, it's very easy to take cannabis and turn it into the currency of exchange that everyone agrees on and then buy things that you need for your farm. So that's why I'm selling seeds. Like, mm. like I don't want to sell packs. Like I'd rather, I'd, like I'm down, but I'd rather not, you know, like I don't want to fucking flip shit anymore. Like I'm 45 years old. Like. I sold enough shit, you know, like I just wanted to do something different, but I got to be able to figure out ways for the shit to pay for itself or else it's not permaculture. If it's not paying for itself, then it's, and it's a drag, then there's got to be something else that's so abundant that's going to pay for that to make it worth waiting for that to happen, you know? So like the chickens being able to sell eggs it's a funny thing because they I don't put lights on my chickens. They're they're totally free range and go wherever the fuck they want. So I only get eggs like eight months out of the year, maybe seven months. And then I gotta pay for their feed, you know, for the time where they're not laying eggs but still eating. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I've gotta think about all this shit because if it's not worth having hens, then I'm not selling eggs and I'm not having hens and I'll just grow like opium poppies or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, whatever it is, like I'll figure out what it's going to be to make this shit work out. Yeah, and I can tell when my bills are high, I'm failing, and when my bills are low, I'm successful. Very simple. It's so easy to tell mm-hmm. when you look at your bank account. You're like, wait, oh, I, I usually like have less money, but I, I have more. And then you're like, like I find all kinds of farm life money in my pocket. I'll just like forget somebody like bought some shit. Like, oh, what's up? <laughs> and uh, go clean my pockets out at the end. I'm like, oh damn, dude, there's like twenty five bucks in here. You know, so it all adds up. It's all about diversity with this shit. Diversity and work and not making mistakes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> shit, that's, that's the truth. Yep. Fuck one thing up. You can just cut that one off. And be like, that's done for the season. You know? Right. God forbid. I've been, do- I've been a real good boy. So I have my own farmer's market. It's beautiful right. back here. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Uh, do you grow any other strains besides the your, F- or your rip cords? Do you have, I I mean, have... Do you have preferences or do you... I had been, and I ha- but what happened was, once I got that branch, that pollinator branch of the Sour Master Chem, I was like, I just went off on this tangent. I was like, I'm going to finish this. I was like, fuck everything else. Because really, if you think about it, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to grow some other shit. What would I grow? Like Chem Dog times Girl Scout cookies? That'd be dope. Oh, that's what this is already. It's already all my favorite shit. I, I found this thing where I was like, I had no reason to grow anything else, you know? Now, I did pop uh, G-Wiz beans, GMO times Blissful Wizard from Cooking Man. Ooh, that sounds And I got good. three of those uh, females that are like this tall in my room, indoor, and that's they're getting dropped into 150s. I'm blowing those motherfuckers up. Oh, that's going to be some disgusting shit. Did you hear that? Shit. Can you say that one more time? GMO times Blissful Wizard. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> if you look at it, like, it's G-Wiz uh, is the hashtag. It takes a little work, but just go to Cookie Main's mm-hmm. page and you'll see G-Wiz. But yeah, so that's the only shit I'm growing from like anyone else. Um, I did grow uh, strawberry milkshake, no, uh, angel cake cookies from North Coast Genetics, and I pollinated that with Ripcord. But I'm, I don't even want to talk about that project right now. I have like That's sitting on the side, and if that ever comes out, it comes out. I don't even know. I have no <laughs> idea. I just did it anyway. And so... I haven't even talked to North Coast Genetics about it, really, so I'm not going to... Well, hey. But, yeah, I'm just fucking with this one line. Like, so here's, like, that's the thing is, like, pollen chucking versus breeding is... Pollen chucking would be, like... So the answer to your very valid question would have been so much more interesting if I were pollen chucking. But my answer is, no, I've just been, like, working the same line for, like, years and stuff, (laughs) and, like, it's all the same, and all my posts on Insta are, oh, imagine this, oh, wait... 
Uh, Organic Chris posted. Uh, I'm going with Ripcord F1. Oh, it was Ripcord F2. Oh, it was a 50 fucking percent chance, you know? No, I try to throw some other shit on there. Like, you know, I'm doing more than just that, but as far as cannabis, like, I've just been focused on that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like to fuck around, man. Like, I've, I've been breeding for a long time and I know what the right thing to do is. I know it takes a long ass time. I know the content isn't always the most. You know, it's like, oh, look, oh, fucking trays and trays of uh, seedlings. Like, who gives a fuck? But don't worry, flower picks coming soon. And hey, this I whole backboard is going to be loaded up with black, disgusting, nasty weed. Yeah, um, and, you know, if I'm going to grow anything, I prefer seed. I don't really prefer clones. Yeah, Sarah will bring some good clones home sometimes, but mostly I just go from seed. And uh, I don't like growing stuff from people who don't spend a lot of time on their their. Uh, strains because <clears throat> cultivars rather because uh, strands strands yeah, yeah you gotta just call them get, strands because it's not even cultivar no, either yeah yeah it's, so, it's like none of those things we yeah. all call it all the wrong shit yeah fuck it man we're high off fucking weed dude <laughs> we'll like, call it what, what? we want to yeah. call it no. <laughs> you know what we're saying by the no, way I've I got do, a question about really your pendant is that an Amani now Amani uh, gave this to me that's but I don't really know cool. where the fuck he got it, but this thing is like, it, it's, it's so subtle and dope. It's like, it is. What it's, is that? Yeah, you know? I like it. I like it. Yeah, I really love this piece. I don't yeah. know. It seems like there's almost like a calling card for Oregon cannabis culture, though. So if you've got like a, a pendant, and you know, for guys like a beard or facial hair, <laughs> girls gotta kind of have the. The Wookie, you know, kind of didn't comb your hair all day. Look, I th- it just happens natural. I don't think it's like a thing like that. It's right. like a th- contrived. We just I mean, like outside, and it blows our hair around. Yeah, like so. I don't know. I think, but um, so what you're saying. I really want to touch on this because, like, what you're saying is, Oregon draws a certain crowd, and like, or we I, developers, I, you know. I think that's what you're saying. Is like, we're there's a homogenization here. Yep. And and it, I I think that's a cool, awesome, good thing. Yeah. Like I'm a cannabis refugee. Like I was tired of being like I think there might be a seed under my car, and while I'm on probation, right? Uh, this could be ten yeah. fucking years. Yeah. Yep. You know. Yeah. That shit hurt. You yeah. Know? That was painful, and I didn't realize how oppressed I was until I got free, and I was like, my shoulders were able. I was like, wait, it's why am I? I was relieving. like, as I'm driving, I'm like. A cop pulls up behind me. It's like I'm not drunk. Oh, like, I'm, I'm so not much high. in a different I just, state. I have a sack. You know, it. It was it, my consciousness. Just I was able to thrive from that. And so what I'm really saying is, I'm speaking to this on a positive side of it. But the actual facts of it are prohibition um, smashes creativity and creates um, instability in in stable people. When you tell people that they're criminals because they're healing themselves in the way that they want to that has tremendous consequences yeah it really does and um i was a victim of those consequences for many years and that's where my passion comes from is having been so oppressed and and i knew i was doing right you know i knew i was doing the right thing i wasn't trying to get over on motherfuckers i was just trying to do what i knew was right i wanted to make something for myself i would be like i want to smoke this and I don't want to smoke fucking straight sativa. I'm trying to find like low rider, like indicas out of these hybrids. And I really worked my ass off to get plants real small so that anyone could grow them in any little closet. Whereas when I was younger, it was like everything went crazy. And I was like, so our whole goal was back in the day. And I'm talking like, like before nineties, like I'm like, you know, late eighties, like the latest eighties, like it was like trying to find the, the, short ladies you know uh-huh. in the late 80s like haze terps but like low rider like that was the dream it's like if i can take that and make that low ride that's what we call them low riders we didn't know even know there's this is like before ruderalis came around or any of that shit you know were you guys rolling like sea green style with that stuff or just trying to keep it as small as possible basically like it was like this grab a grab yourself a towel Grab yourself a fucking mask up, drive around, and find an HPS light. So there'll be an HPS light. Like, cause, so if you bought HPS lights at the store, 
they're on you they're, you're fucking popped like they're they're like all right we'll wait three weeks <coughs> he has the most volume he's the fuck done yeah fuck that so we had to get gangster on this shit so you bring a towel thick ass fucking towel masked up cruise the fucking neighborhood looking around for hps lights not halogens so you run up on a halogen you got to dip the fuck out and uh so my first time running this tech i was like this is how we're gonna do it mine was like oh that's what's up so i get in front of the light right so i get in front of the light and the light's shining up on a sign right a big billboard and shit this is a fucking thousand watt hps oh it might have been a metal, metal halide shining up on a billboard so i get in front of the light and i'm starting to try and pull this motherfucker out <laughs> right and uh you can just see my silhouette huge like a 20-foot silhouette of somebody just trying to rip this fucking light out. My friends are like, no, 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 no. They can all see you. Yeah, I was like, I got it. They were like, no more of that. So we started bringing the towel. So what you do is you would run up, throw the towel over the light, black the whole thing out, pull the fucking thing out, hot as fuck, throw it in the back of the car, ride out. Then you'd have to unwire the ballast. So you'd have to pull the light out and the hood out of the thing, run wires up, and put the ballast outside the room. And that's how we fucking grew shit back then. Wow. Yep. That was how we did it, you know? <laughs> that's all we had. That's a and lot of work, but it sounds oh, it's fun. It's a lot of crime. <laughs> that's it's a thing. lot of crime. Well, it's, yeah. it's a lot of crime. Like, yeah. It's so exhilarating. It, it was exhilarating, but it was like, <laughs> it sucked because it was like, don't make me a fucking criminal. Right. Just to grow. I have, like, I'll go buy the light, but if I do... It's more, right yeah. Yeah. Like, it's more exposing. Yeah, it's more exposing. I remember back in the days where you couldn't pull up to a, a grow store. You'd be like, uh, yeah, every like, license plate, dog, yeah. every single fucking one. It's still like that. Yeah. Okay. So if you think that went away, well, yeah. that's hilarious. No, but, but it's just a lot I more mean, volume. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that. Yeah. 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 And I'm trying to Dustin Dolan my beer cans up, but they're blowing away. They are. <laughs> that's my them. one of my favorite podcasts is Dustin Dolan drank 12 beers there on his go. podcast. You got there four go. there. <clears throat> I got four. I'm doing a fucking not Dustin Dolan level, but <laughs> and we got your piece in the camera too. That's so we're good. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. borrow that though real fast and uh, <clears throat> yeah. That. So that shit was crazy, you know. So. uh This, like the motherfuckers like all love to the new cats that are coming out they're like it's legal and I feel good about it so much love for, for those cats but uh, at the same time it's like man the, the OG's and shit and like don't worry about me there's motherfuckers that were doing 500 plants and shit in the fucking bushes you know those cats deserve respect you know they, were, they made it so the whole east coast could smoke weed for the past 10-15 yeah. years and that's what's up so yeah. you know if you want it like those that shit needs to be respected and where the genetics come from yeah motherfuckers breeding under extreme circumstances oh i know and and how do it's really hard i mean i can't even imagine trying to pull out a good strain when you're you know under prohibition oh Oh, man (laughs) oh because you're trying to do this outside thing so it's like i'm gonna do my pheno hunt outside and then it's like the place where you found to go grow was like from some hunting friends of yours mm-hmm. and they're like oh this is like it's so remote dope and then you plant your shit there and then you go back and it's gone and like you know it's your homies mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it yeah. it was like that shit was hardcore dude yeah that was rough man it's still like that now to a certain extent but it's like you know well for us for us types uh, where we're playing the game it's not you oh know. yeah, I don't. I, man, who's? What are you gonna do? Like, I'll if if somebody showed up, like, run your shit. I'd be like, I'll like give you packs of seeds, dude. Like, <laughs> you want to cut? Dude, like, yeah, it's like I'm gonna fuck. I can run Grab my what shit. You need. Like, yeah, Grab what you need. yeah. Like, if you're trying to come here for pounds and shit, yeah, I ain't got that. So. Right. Come on. <laughs> so, all right, brother. Well, yeah, thanks man. for being on the show. Oh, that was great. Um, so check Organ Arcist on IG. Follow him doing the ripcord. Uh, we've got some beans in hand. We're going to be running those. We'll keep you guys updated with that. And, uh, yeah, so keep us updated, too, if you either come out with more or if you, uh, you know. How the process is going with the Yeah, with the itself. lineage. Yeah, just we'll fo- check in. Like, yeah, just follow me this uh, this summer and fall because okay. this whole shit's going to be, like, blowing up with them. And you're going to get to see them, like, eight feet tall and yeah. uh, coated. So we'll yeah. have to come back out here when just they're all planted. Wait. Everything's yeah. you know everything's ready, locked and loaded. It's just just gotta wait till June first. I'm not going out early this season. Shit, no. Yeah. I'm waiting. Yep. Excellent. Thank you, brother.
All right, y'all. All right. All right.